Hey, this is Ryan Airy from Screen Crush, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 236, holy smokes, of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the pride of Parkwood, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. By the power of Grayskull, we have the power. Do I call you Grayskull or He-Man or is there like a cat? There's a cat. I, <laughs> I, w- I, w- I wish we had one of those. <laughs> All right. So tonight, episode 236 started off really small. Like I've sent Sam like three or four versions of the rundown tonight. and It just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So really fun show we're going to have for you tonight. We got our picks of the week to kick us off. We're going to trivia. It's five for Sam, four For me, after we both got it right last week, we're moving on up to our race to 11 win by two. We'll start in movies where we have, excuse me, the review for Spiral from the Book of Saw, the Chris Rock joint. Oh, Uh, Jesus. And I know it ain't good. (laughs) Spoiler. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We also have a trailer breakdown for Venom. Let there be carnage. I meant to watch that a second time, but I only watched it once. So I'm going off memory here. But uh, it wasn't very memorable. So anyway, moving on, <clears throat> there has been a new Dragon Ball film, which we'll talk about soon. Uh, There's the best story of the whole freaking thing. <laughs> a lot of folks have been cast for Knives Out 2. And there's a third movie coming in for a se- for a for a trilogy that I was hoping would just get buried. The show that won't just die. And, and, and the show is great. The movies are just bad. But. We'll we'll talk about that in TV. We got a review again IGN's for Castlevania's final season. Sam will have impressions of that next week. Oh, it'll be all watched tomorrow, baby. An old Nickelodeon show is getting rebooted on the CW. So we're going to count down our top three favorite Nickelodeon game shows. I cannot wait for this. This was kind of a little tougher than I thought it was going to be. There were there were some good contenders there for me. One of the easiest I've ever had. And like I love the early '90s ones, like Wild yeah, and Crazy I, Kids and shit. But unfortunately, didn't I, yeah, I do. You're, you're three. I, I'm pretty sure I, I got a spot on. Uh, psh, I would not be shocked in the least. We have an update on the Friends reunion show, and as Sam alluded to with his one-liner in the open, a little Masters of the Universe revelation release date and first look. So excited to talk about Ooh. that before Sam takes over in gaming to kick it back to me for my <laughs> final overall thoughts on yeah. new Pokemon Snap. As I have rolled credits. So then Sam will officially, officially take it over in gaming before he kicks it back to me so I can run down the games list for SGDQ 2021. And then Sam will finally. It's the best gig in the world. It's for the third time he will take over in gaming. We're going to talk about a classic super, well, 16 bit game coming to the switch. Some new things in the world of PlayStation and a small story around the Xbox. We have two count them two stories in music. And a story about Target. Hold on to your asses, folks, when we talk about that one. And Sam will end it off in it with his weekly WADA. But before we do that, let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. And I have another show on Netflix. It's an anime. It's called Yasuke. Not Yusuke. Not to be confused with Yu Yu Hakusho. Completely different. This is kind of it's, it's loosely based on a historical figure of the same name. It's like a an African warrior that served in Japanese under Lord Oba Nobunaga. If you know Samurai, you know who he is during, I think it was like the 16th century. And it was, I, th- I believe it was six episodes, like 25 minutes, 30 minutes. And like, 
I, I didn't know that there was going to be like machines in this. And then I guess that's where it's like, you know, the it's loosely based. So they threw machines in here and some dark general and some demonic magic. And it, it was actually a lot better than I thought. I believe Javier from the uh, buddy from the uh, Fiend Club kind of recommended it. And I believe he loved it. And it was better than I expected it. But on a little bit of an anime kick, I'm kind of watching this. I'm in Yasha throwing a little bit of bleach in there because the Blu-rays are still coming out. But, you know, for six episodes, I thought this was fun. I thought the animation was awesome. This is definitely a hard R. It was violent, bloody. Um, you know, in Netflix, it just, I, I, I guess I just forget how much anime they actually have. Once you start scrolling, it's like, man, I can start like five of these shows. Like they actually look pretty good. So I think I'll probably be coming up on an anime kick for the foreseeable future. So if you got what, two, two and a half hours, it's called Yasuke. It's on Netflix. Check it out. My pick of the week is also a show. It is not an anime, although in my like list of picks of the week, an anime is in there. So yeah, one I, of these, I kind of wonder, I was like, did he watch Yasuke? I did not. But one of these, an, one of these weeks, an anime is coming. Okay. And it's an anime okay. you will not see coming. I am so excited to talk about it. It is different than anything else. But my pick of the week, I'm going to go back to yeah, Apple TV. This is a Trigun. That's not Trigun. <laughs> no, I tried that gun. It did not uh, work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going back to Apple TV Plus for another week because this streaming service continues to get better and better and better and better. And my $5 is going to a great value place i don't know how what what to how to explain that but i'm getting every bang for my buck possible with this service man and uh i saw it in the queue i watched it a little bit but then our friend ryan airy friend of the show check out our interview with him had posted on twitter like you have to go watch this show it's the best thing going right now so i was like all right let me oh, give it I a saw shot that. you saw i saw this yeah for all mankind yeah. is phenomenal it's phenomenal Phenomenal fucking null. If I can, if that's a cool word I can make up. I am obsessed with this show. It started in November of 19 uh, for season one, 10 episodes. Season two just dropped in February of this year, another 10 episodes. So you're getting 20 episodes with a season three on the way. This is an alternate reality, kind of like the man in the high castle with the Germans won World War II. It's the same thing, except in this show, the Soviets beat the Americans to the moon and they put the first man on the moon. And it huh. is unbelievable. I, first of all, love alternate reality. And, and what's it on, did you say? Apple TV+. Apple, Plus. Yeah, Same yeah. service as Ted Lasso, another show you should all watch. Um, but basically, it starts in 1969. The Soviets win the race uh, to the moon. And the United States now has to play catch up. What can they do? And there's actually another race that the Soviets win in the first couple episodes that I won't uh, spoil what that is. And they hit you right over the head with it. It's, there's no buildup. So I'm not going to. It's not a spoiler. Um, that the, the Americans have to catch up again and then they have to find a way to be first at something. So they do this crazy thing. Now I'm only five episodes into the first season and it's already worthy of being wow. a pick of the week. And I haven't even finished it yet. It's gripping. It's phenomenal. I love things that happen in space. I recommend it away. And that shit got canceled after one season uh, because I just love things that happen in outer space. It fascinates me. The stars fascinate me. So and, and I, again, loving alternate history. You put two of my loves together, Bagels and Hadway, then you got a great show on Apple TV+. Plus. It's an hour-long show, but the cast, I think, Sam, will get you really, really interested. Because the main character, Ed, uh, Ed Baldwin, Joel Kinnaman. Who would have thought? Uh, nice, nice. Who plays you his know, wife? He's been in everything. For real. Who plays his wife? Chantal Van Santen. You know who that is? Oh, yeah, oh God, yeah. It's That's Becca from girl. The Boys. That's, it's my girl. 
And she's and she plays his wife. And she was so, in the Flash. You know. And she was in the Flash, right? Michael Dorman plays Gordo. Sarah Jones plays Tracy. Jody Balfour is in it. Sonia Walger. Um, oh, you know him too. Who's it? Oh God, what's his name? What's his name? Chris Bauer. If if you saw his face, you would literally know him from everything. He's the guy who plays in one or two episodes of every show ever. In okay, existence. a little, little character actor. Right. Yeah, so you you know who I'm talking about. But it's a fascinating look at what would have happened if the Soviets would have won the race to the moon. And there is space exploration. There is literal moon shots where like the CG is out of this world and it explores the life and family of astronauts and like. Not just like, oh, this is a luxurious life, but the things that go on when somebody goes away for a long time and how that. that yes, yeah, see in a year. It's it's well, the moon is only about a week and that was in the 60s. Mars and shit like that is, is three years um, of, of life. But like craziness, you know, even yeah, you're right, though. Training is even a year like it takes a year just to get ready for a mission. So craziness ensues. I'm only five episodes in. I cannot wait to end this pod so I can go watch more while I'm editing. Check it out for all mankind. On Apple TV Plus, you will not regret it. It's time for trivia, Sam. Five for me, four for you. Hit me with your question. All right, here we go. This renowned voice actor was the first to bring an animated Venom to life. No idea. Can I have those answers, please? A, Hank Azaria. B, Mark Hamill. C, Peter Cullen. D, Frank Welker. Okay, can I have those uh, those again, please? A, Hank Azaria. Okay. B, Mark Hamill. Okay. C, Peter Cullen. D, Frank Welker. I don't know those other. I, I probably know those last two. You should know every single person on this list. I know Hank Azaria, and I know, uh, obviously, Mark Hamill. Give me the last two names again. Peter Cullen and okay. Frank Welker. I'm sure I know them. Frank Welker sounds extremely You 100% know every single person on this list. I don't think it's Hamill at least first, so I'm going to go uh, Hank Azaria. You are correct. It is yeah. Hank Azaria. Sick. Yeah, Peter Collins, the guy was Transformers, the Autobots, and oh, cool. Frank Welker was the voice of Fred from uh, Scooby-Doo. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah, and I absolutely well, – he's probably more too, and I, I, I that name sounded really familiar. So it's Dude, five – so many credits to their name. It's crazy. Five for you. Yeah, voice actors sure do. Five for you, four and a half for me. Here's your question. So we all know that Masters of the Universe and He-Man does not take place on Earth, nor is He-Man an Earthling. I don't remember the race that he is, the fictional race, but He-Man's mother – was born on a real-life planet in our solar system. What planet is He-Man's mother from? I have no idea. In our solar system? It's a real planet, yep. It's not some fake cartoon. Jupiter. Well, that was one of the choices, Sam. Ah. That was one of the... And it is not correct, no. Oh, As soon as you said it, no shit, I was wrong. It was one of the choices. Believe it or not, it's Earth. Ah. I, I, if, if they told us in the, in the show, I forget. Yeah, Earth, Saturn, Jupiter, or Mars were my choices. Um, all uh, I'm, I'm glad I just went for it. I had a you know I had a semi shot. You still have the lead. You ha- you have the yeah, comfort. It's only half a point. You have the comfort of playing from ahead. You yeah, know but I mean? I'm used a- to having that comfort. Yeah, it's only half a point. That's nothing. I don't have that comfort anymore. Here, as we go into the movie section, let me read the review for Spiral from the Book of Saw, and if I can get through it without gagging. Yeah. This was the the Saul movie that no one asked for. 
and took forever to hit and just like, well, let me just read it. I think it'll make it really clear. And Sam will probably nail it right on the head with the number guess. A sequel that hopes to court Saw fans and mainstream audiences alike. Spiral from the Book of Saw is likely to alienate them both. It's a hollow imitation of the series, unable to meet its most basic visual and narrative expectations. It's also a bad film in general, which tries to tell a socially relevant story that it can't seem to handle. Yeah, I saw it. I believe it was a three. It was a three. Yeah. I, I, I get we just didn't need this film. We got nine or ten of them. Like I, I you waited, what, two years? If you're going to continue this, give it some time to breathe. Yeah, like, I feel like this movie never even had a shot. <clears throat> if this was a release right to HBO Max, I bet you it, maybe it wouldn't get the same reception, but I bet you would gain more traction from an audience because people would say, whatever, man, it's a horror movie. We haven't and, got one of those. And and, let's just try it. And this was like written starring Chris Rock, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how involved he was in the writing process or production, but I believe it stars him. So, um, but yeah, I'm I am exactly where i was beforehand uh reading this review i didn't care then and i surely do not care now you're never gonna see it right i have zero interest like ashley loves the horror shit but not so much like the gore horror and if i'm gonna watch horror i'm actually gonna watch the gore horror like i don't mind the saw franchise it's not bad it's just not scary it's just oh and, and just type in it he didn't he's just starring in it he didn't write it and also it's like the original jigsaw has nothing he's not even in the film so it's like well, there's a out. spoiler there, there's a spoiler get out you're welcome <laughs> i just saved. if you guys had any interest i just saved you an hour and a half you're welcome god damn dude sam's up here spoiling shit for for uh the hell of it i'm doing people favors <laughs> <laughs> let's do uh people some more favors and talk about the trailer for venom let there be carnage we have been wanting to see something from this film for a very long time. On this show, we have both said this needs something. It needs footage. Well, it did. It got a two, two and a half minutes, somewhere along there. Full trailer. Sam, what'd you think? Uh, honestly, I'm still kind of on the fence of what we got. I probably watched the trailer three, four times. You know, Did they, you watch either the Screen Crush or the Charlie Breakdown? Of these yeah, I, I, I watched everything, and I'm, I'm still, you know, the just the, the beginning tone, I don't think I was expecting. Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's not what, you know, the Venom as a kid, the, what, what I watch as a cartoon, what I think would come to life here with not having Spider-Man in it and, and this version of kind of Eddie Brock. But, I mean, I, I'm going to see the film no matter what. I'm um, um, thank Christ they fixed the wing the uh, wig of uh, Woody. I mean, for real, looks so much better. And he doesn't even look great, but he does look ten times better. Yeah, what, exactly. what are you really going to complain about? It's Woody Harrelson with red hair. Like, yeah, I mean, not I much mean, to complain he, about. he can play crazy. So, I'm like, I'm actually really excited to see. Like, I'm, I'm probably more excited to see Woody than like than anything. And like the image that we got of of Carnage, what he, I thought he looked awesome at least. I was hoping you're not wrong, right? I, he just kind of looked like Venom. I know that's but, what he but, actually, red. but but with like a red light shining on him though he didn't look red. If I, I almost wanted it, and it was dark, so whatever. But like, of course, it was dark. It's a movie. Of course, it's going to be at nighttime because it's probably raining too. I, 
it yeah, wasn't CGI like, character. You know. Right. It wasn't <laughs> as red as I was hoping for. But again, a very small complaint. Visually, I have no problem with the way the first movie looked. This movie looks. I don't mind the visuals. I think Venom looked actually really cool. I think the symbiote coming out of Eddie Brock throughout the trailer, I think his relationship with Miss Chan or Cho or Park, I can't remember, is, is funny as hell. And and I, I just I love that. He's his, he's her bodyguard now. That's all great. I think Woody Harrelson's fine. I, you're right. He can play crazy. I'm totally okay with that. Carnage looked decent. My worry is when they're on the screen at the same time, because they look so similar, they feel so similar, they move so similar. What is that going to be like hmm. when it's symbiote versus symbiote? Because when that happened in the first movie, it was horrible. No, and, and you're absolutely right. I, I, I think they put a little bit more money into it. I'm not, and, and hopefully they got the technique down a little bit. So hopefully it looks a little bit better. I, this is the, the, who was the, I don't remember who the first one was directed by. This one's directed by Andy Serkis. I was the first one two. No, no, it it, it definitely was not. Hold Are on, you sure? Can yeah? Can you look that up while I'm talking here? Because under it's a hundred percent not not Andy Serkis. I, I, I have more faith in Andy Serkis than I do whoever directed the first film. Ruben um, Fleischer. Right, Ruben Fleischer. Thank you so much. Fleischer. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um. So I mean, who directed Zombieland, Gangster Squad? So it's like he's got some good titles under his his belt. Yeah, but Circus is you know. That's oh, he, he's, he's actually he directed the Uncharted movie. Who Andy Circus or Fleischer? Oh, Ruben Fleischer? Oh, okay. Um, back to this. It had some cool little Spider-Man Easter eggs. It had a cool little Avengers Easter egg in the newspaper. It's got the bugle. It's got all the things you would expect in this kind of world. Is it's it's as much of an MCU film wannabe as it can be without actually being an MCU film, which yeah. I try to give it nods for. Um, and, and it wasn't like it wasn't bad, right? I don't think this was bad. Where I think it was, it was just so again, just okay. okay. It was just okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was just okay. It, it, nothing that 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 blew me out of the water, you know. But like I always say, I see, I support every you know Marvel or DC, whatever freaking superhero film we got. I'll, I'll see this in theaters. I'll be, you know, I'll be wax vax and ready to do it. No, oh, I can't wait to to get all vaxxed and waxed, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. What do you think of like the comedic tone of Eddie Brock and the symbiote trying to go back and forth? I, 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 I think that's what I'm still trying to get used to. You know, with the the whole thing with the breakfast and it's about know, a I, year and a half after the first one. By the way, the breakfast didn't bother me. I thought it was. Cute, but like they lay it on so thick even after that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would just think after that time they would have a, a, a better control of things. But okay, yeah, I'll roll with it. I'll roll with it. You know what the worst part of the first movie was for me, and I actually didn't mind the first movie, was it was it was a little boring, but it was okay. Uh, uh, it was that the trailer gave away all the best parts. Like it didn't show yeah. the guy getting eaten, but like you knew what was happening. And like, I am Venom or whatever, we are, whatever the line yeah, was. Yeah, we are Venom, yeah. But like all of the best stuff that we got in the movie happened in the trailer. I almost feel like that's happening again. We saw what Carnage looked like already. There is no surprise. We saw what Woody looks like. There is no surprise. We know that the symbiote is going for the comedic and that a year and a half has passed and he's completely like we know so much already that what are we going to do? Are we going to watch this movie going in looking for Easter eggs every scene again? Are we going to be able to just enjoy ourselves like we did with MK? And it's just like. I don't know. It just seems to me like it's trying too hard. But again, I will watch it. 
I have no problem. Yeah, I'm again. It, it, it's Sony. They're trying to set up something here. I just really hope we get an end credit scene of a little, of a little Spider Man tag. Like, give it, give us something. Come Did on, you, you his... can't make, you can't make two films and not see Spider Man. Did we get his girl at all? Who was the girlfriend of the first one? Who played her girlfriend? Oh yeah, she, she's back. Also, was it Michelle Williams? She's back. Michelle Williams? No way. That's who it was. I believe it was. Yeah, Michelle Williams. I was right. Holy shit. Yep, and she and she's back for the second. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle Williams, fine, fine, fine. Oh my god, did I think of the wrong Michelle Williams? Yeah, that's who that is. I was thinking of the Michelle Williams from uh from like the Fast and Furious movies. Is that her name? That's Michelle Rodriguez. Thank you. Shit. Sorry. Yeah. But I got you though. Sorry. That you got me on a look. You always got me on a look. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I didn't see. I don't remember seeing her in the trailer. It doesn't mean she wasn't. I just probably missed it because again, I only watched it one time. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember seeing it, like off the top of my head. Like may, may, if she was in it, she was in it for a quick second. Um, did you notice the Stan Lee Easter egg? Uh oh yeah. It was, it was with he was on the newspaper. Yeah, uh, magazine. But magazine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. It was like right in the beginning when he walks into the, the mark. The the Mrs. Chen's thing. Yep. Uh, yep. What's face? And did you notice that the symbiote points to it? Yeah, I think he touches it. I might. Yeah, he actually might. Um, that's. I mean, again, not really too too much to say. Uh, I want to know what route they're taking the Cletus Cassidy character. Like, he's a he's a bad mother. You know. Oh, no. Is is this rated R or no? The last one was PG thirteen because they pushed out and they were they you know they were saying R R R and then they pulled a thirteen. I would imagine they're not going to up it to an R this time. They'll probably keep it at a thirteen. It's it, it's tough to me to have Carnage in a movie and have it a PG thirteen movie. Like it's Carnage is, is, is a must rated R. <laughs> it's a hard to have Venom in a movie. <laughs> no, I, agreed. But wait, Carnage like that that like that just ups the ante. Yeah. Well, there was another symbiote in the first one, and so like, but even still, like you had a thirteen with Spider Man three, and it was just Kiefer. What is it, Kiefer? Not Kiefer, Topher Grace. Topher like, Grace, yeah. Like you know, not, not a very scary guy. There. <laughs> just the skinniest guy to play Eddie Brock. Yeah. Sometimes he had long teeth. I, it just wasn't <laughs> intimidating. Uh, but again, this is just a just a so so trailer is fine. It wasn't offensive. It wasn't bad. It just it didn't really do much to sway the needle either way. I'm kind of just where I am. I'm in no rush to see it. I'll get to it eventually. It'll hit all the services that I needed to hit, and I'll watch it when it's available. Like, yeah, and if it's at theaters, I'll, I'll I'll probably risk it out. So you know, you'll get my thoughts on it. <clears throat> what is it? September, I think. So you got plenty of time. Especially, yeah, I'll, I'll, new... I'll be I'll be good to go. Yeah, yeah September twenty restri- fourth. <clears throat> all the restrictions being lifted finally. I mean, we're gonna, you know, I'm putting this in air quotes. Be back to normal by like yeah. Tuesday of next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Tuesday of next week, they're gonna be like, COVID was a hoax. Never actually. Happened. Oh Jesus! You can all leave. Anything else you want to say about this trailer before we move on? Nah, we're good. Sam, I know you've been waiting all week because this dropped the day after we recorded last week. So this has been in the can for a full week, this story. You've been sitting on it. You want to talk about it. Let's hear it. A new Dragon Ball Super film is reportedly in the works. Well, actually, I think it was confirmed by Toei Animation coming in 2022. So not too, too far away. Yeah, and and this was actually announced on like Goku Day, so it was actually really cool. Like obviously the last DBZ movie made, you know, millions of dollars and it was a huge success and, you know, received like positive all across the board. And it's good to know that this new film is basically still going to be written by Akira Toriyama who created everything, been around since day 1. He he said this, I quote, 
I shouldn't talk too much about the plot yet, but be prepared for some extreme and entertaining bouts which may feature an unexpected character. We'll be charting through some unexplored territory in terms of the visual aesthetics to give the audience an amazing ride. So I hope everybody will look forward to the new movie. So I, you know, I thought the last one, they really like, I never really saw that visually from DBZ or, or from them. So I'm really looking forward to where they go from that. Any guesses? <clears throat> I have no idea. Well, like where they, I hope just, they just, they just bring back some of the characters that were in the last tournament. Cause like every, every time they do like a tournament, it, it's, it's just bananas. I just wish they didn't make Goku like such an idiot. You, you know, like he like. <laughs> Yeah, he's a little goofy, but like in the older days, like he he wasn't as bad. I feel like they just like goof him up like way more in the newer episodes. Like, ah, come on, like, you know, make him like how he wasn't like Cell. But that that's like kind of my only gripe of DBZ. And of course, just show more Gohan. Come on. Gohan's the best. Gohan. He he <laughs> he just needs to be like like uh like with the fans, like after he left the Super Saiyan 2 Gohan, after that whole cell battle. And then he just comes back high school and it's like, he lost everything. It's like, you took that away from us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, he was like the strongest being ever. Then he was like, ah, nothing. I'm great. Say, man, I was like, come <laughs> on. Like, I feel like he deserves like his, his bow or something. Like give him super Saiyan three, even though super Saiyan three is not nothing now, but give him something. That's so funny. <laughs> and you need, as long as Krillin's in it, I'm, I'm in it. Yeah, and, and, and they'll all be around all the, all the voice casts will be back. They're all kind. Con- and, and, and the best part is like, they love this stuff. They're on Twitter. They're talking about it. So it's always cool that, like, you know, seeing, like, they love doing it. it just, you know, it just makes it sweeter. Mm. Is Super the best iteration of Dragon Ball? I, I, you know, me on nostalgia, I always go back. I, you know, the, like, the Cell games to me are, I don't, like, that's, like, that, the Freezer, like, Boo, they're all classics. But, like, don't get me wrong, like, new, like, this blows with GT out of the water. Like, thank God, like, they kind of, like, yeah, we messed up on GT. Let's, Super, Super is the way to go. Cool. And I know that you were so patient when Super was getting dubbed. It was like a year behind and you were like, nope, I'm dude, not. Machi yo, already watched it. I promise I'm dude, not going to get spoiled. Yo, and, and I stuck to my guns, wasn't spoiled at all. And, you know, watching them on Blu-rays, like it was like absolutely epic. Like if you've never, <laughs> if you never gave DBZ Super a chance, like this is the second pick of the week. Like it, it deserves every second of your time. Dragon Ball Super was absolutely phenomenal. Even the movie Broly, it was, it was amazing. Oh, we get two picks of the week. Sit back for 10 minutes while I needlessly go on about another show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next story. I, I love Dragon Ball Z. Come on. Next story. Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Edward Norton, and Dave Batista have all been cast for Knives Out 2. You probably still haven't even finished the first one, have you? Dude, I, I haven't. I only saw bits and pieces. Like, but after seeing this, like, I, I, I love, I love every actor and actress you name. So, I, I real and Daniel Craig. I mean, come on, you have to go watch Night. I know. Like, I know. what have you been waiting? The movie's like three years old almost now. Like, what yeah, are you? But, waiting but the for? best part is like you know when you when you sit on and you wait, you're just so surprised. Like, so now it's like I didn't have to wait like five years like everybody else. I just had it's, to wait like a year. It's two hours and ten. You're right. I love that. Like. If I was watching For All Mankind from day one, I'd had to wait almost two, well, a year and a couple months. But, like, it would have been 2019 to 2021 between seasons. And it's like, damn, when I catch a show that I haven't gotten spoiled for me, like, three years in, I'm like, hell yeah, this is great. Yeah. You know? But uh, Knives Out, it's it's two hours and ten minutes. So, with credits, you're talking two hours. It's a a good, solid two hours. You have to watch it. And this 
casting just cements. And we know Knives Out is getting two sequels minimum, so we know a third one's coming. Ryan Johnson knocked this out of the park just like he did with Jedi. No, I'm kidding. That's mediocre. Dave Batista also confirmed that after Guardians 3, he's actually going to be leaving the role of Drax. I mean, I, I think only I think everybody was only contracted for three Guardians films, so I, I wouldn't be surprised when we but get. You, but the you next got two Avengers movies and a holiday special. You know, yeah, like again, you know, we're, so we're we're definitely still getting more of these characters. But what I'm saying, after the third Guardians, I'm pretty sure the next Guardians movie is going to be a new director and a completely new cast for Guardians, and all like mo- like mostly new characters. Um, yeah, the guardians have switched over the years where they're not the same. And the movie I thought picked a really good solid five, maybe six, if you count Mantis, uh, oh, to think- get three films, all the guardian stuff, get a Christmas movie. Like what a win holiday special Samuel. It's a holiday special. We are very PC here. at We podcast. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Disney's jungle cruise will also launch on Disney plus premiere as well as in theaters. So another movie that we're going to pay $30 for when we really actually aren't. Yeah, I will just wait. Uh, event, It'll be on you know, D plus event, regular eventually. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll just wait. I'm in no rush. I know The Rock's in it. You know, okay, I'm, I'm sure it's a, a decent movie. I'm in no rush. Shang-Chi and um, uh, Free Guy, Ryan Reynolds, they're getting 45-day theatrical runs, though, instead of the full, I think it's usually like 90, somewhere in there, 60 to 90. They're getting 45 days this time, and they're going to go right to a streaming service, potentially, you'd think, home video. Yeah, so I was going to say, like, if they just go to the, like, a, you have to pay for it. It's like, eh, I'm, again, that's, that's well, not good. To be fair, <clears throat> that's what, it, like, going to digital for sale is. They, like, my guess is if, instead of waiting, like, six months like we normally do for a shit to come out on Blu-ray – or like digital, it'll probably be at that 45-day mark for digital. Probably Blu-ray would be that same longer time frame, but it'll be available digitally to purchase. And then I would imagine either at or right after the Blu-ray release is when it would drop on a streaming service. Uh, maybe even right after, so you're not bastardizing the potential sales of the Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, true, so true. My guess is about six months from theater to 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 um, to Disney Plus. But Shang-Chi is a, is a film I want to see in theaters. Free Guy, not so much. I want to see it. Um, I, I wouldn't go to a theater for it. I'll probably stick that one out and wait. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe a little date night or something like that. I, I think that'd be a, a, a funny movie to go see. Man, do I have a million other movies I'd rather see on a date night than <laughs> Ryan Reynolds starring in Free Guy. That's yeah. a that's a Greg's Awake at 2 in the morning. What the hell am I going to watch movie uh, if I've ever had one? <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill are back and starring in Enola Holmes 2. First one kind of flopped a little bit, though. Yeah, I, I'm actually, I mean, I still never seen it, so I, I don't know if it's good or bad, but I'm, I'm kind of surprised that it did well enough for a sequel. It probably did really well over the pond and made a lot of money internationally. I mean, you know, they, they both are household names, so they definitely draw on their crowd. So, I mean, hey, that, that's good to see. And they're both British, and they're playing in a British thing. Like, yeah. Sherlock Holmes is absolutely an English thing. So, uh, yeah, that, that probably made a Maybe not more because we have tons more people. But point being is it probably did very well over there. And I, I wouldn't just I like Sherlock Holmes a lot. I do. I, I watched like 30 minutes. I'm of still waiting Holmes. for the third movie with God damn it. Robert Downey. Downey. Uh, the, I watched the about the first half hour of Enola Holmes. The first one. I just couldn't get into it at all. I'm not looking forward to this one. And I really like Millie Bobby Brown. And I really like Henry Cavill. Unless, you know, when he has a, a, a real lip. 
I, I like him. Yeah. Um, but it just it just did nothing. It did nothing for me. Huh. Uh, well, good good thing that I don't matter because they're back. <laughs> uh, this another, and another thing you didn't want. This one is this one hurts. This one hurts real bad. I thought it was dead and buried. I thought after the shithole that that was the second film. Uh, Lassie comes home that uh, this would just be dead and buried and I can just live with the show in my heart. But we're getting a third movie from Psych. Psych the movie three. This is Gus. A little play on the words. This is us. The TV show that is ending uh, this season. It's been greenlit coming right to Peacock. And I got to tell you, I love Gus and Sean. So if they're going to keep it on some characters, I'm glad it's them. But this is this is this is dead. And then they're bringing it back just to kill it again, and I'm not. I'm not well, happy. well, maybe it'll, it'll go out better. Like they're redoing Dexter. Maybe they'll just kind of fix this a little bit, and it'll be better. But Dexter's getting a season. This is getting another movie. I don't want another Psych movie. Bring back Psych for a season. Give me a revival season where they have time to tell a coherent story and have good murder mysteries. Maybe even one big murder that transcends the whole season. I wouldn't mind that either. That'd be cool. They really haven't done that in the show. So there was kind of like a murder an episode because they work for a police station. It's like boom, 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 especially in the earlier season. So like give me just one big murder that I get eight episodes or ten episodes, you know, to, to kind of figure it out and, yeah. and and go on a journey with Gus and Sean and and Lassiter and, and uh, Juliet. And it's like that's what I want. Not another shitty movie with forced writing on Peacock. This is not what I'm here for. Of course, I'm going to watch it the literal second it's available. And I will probably rant about how poor it was. Yeah. Um, this is a I 2022, but like maybe probably a year at least out. So, but I mean, bright side, more psych, dark side, more psych. I'm not going to explain <laughs> that one. I guess that transitions well since it is normally a TV show into the TV section where we have a written review for Netflix's Castlevania's final season. You probably saw this review too, um, but we'll, we'll play the guessing game. <clears throat> While four seasons is arguably too short a lifespan for a series as consistently great as Castlevania, better the series in now on top uh, rather than overstaying its welcome. Season four delivers the proper finale the series deserves. Definitely working through a great deal of material and giving every major character a clear ending, which I like to hear. It's safe to say the upcoming spinoff will have very big boots to fill. I think it was a nine. It was indeed a Rooney. Um, and I'm also glad to see the last, this is 10 episodes. So it's, I, I mean, I think season three was 10, but you know, the first one was what? Four. This was yeah, four, then it was eight, then it was 10 and 10. So I'm glad to see where I get 10 more. I'm, I'm going to binge the shit out of this tomorrow. I, I can't freaking wait. Yeah. I'm. Dude, this, one, this one, is amazing. I, I know you and animation don't mix too well, but if you like anime, Castlevania on Netflix. Like this will always be on pick it a week for me because this show is amazing. One of these days, Alice. And you know, again, we we already know that there's another series in the universe coming out on Netflix, which you know we've said on here before that we believe it's Devil May Cry, which hopefully some characters could always cross back over to that. So, you know, we'll have to see what you know they got cooking. I'm interested to hear your take on this next story because I have thoughts. Uh this is where our top three is gonna lie. So strap in for a little bit here because we're gonna have some fun. Legends of the Hidden Temple, which got a reboot movie a couple years ago on Nickelodeon, which I watched for this podcast. I don't know what episode, but like try to find it uh, is to be completely rebooted, but not for Nickelodeon for the CW. I, I, 
the game uh, show, by the way, not the movie. They're actually go. They're going back to the game show. Okay, it's, it's not Kurt Fog. I don't want nothing to do. Dude, I was literally going to say, I was like, okay, no, I'm I'm here for this, but I hope Kirk Fogg's in it somehow. Whether he's a co-host, host, whatever he is, because that's the OG. I want the OG voice actor for Olmec too. Do you know who that voice actor is? I I, I don't. I should. What a, what a trivia question that I I literally wish I didn't say anything and I saved it. But it's, <laughs> I it's, think you asked me this before. It's D Bradley Baker. You asked me that before. I think when we when I gave my impressions of the movie, you asked me that. Like well, in my house in Horsham, Saturday at eight o'clock in the morning. Like I can almost feel seven o'clock in the morning. Well, it, it, it's I I'm definitely going to probably have to give the show a chance. It, it stinks because it's like I'm already watching like six shows on CW with all, all the superhero show. shows. This is a game show. You can turn your I, brain I, true, off. But when, but yeah, but when you're you're added on this and you got everything going on Disney Plus, everything on HBO Max, everything on Netflix, whatever's on Amazon, it's like it, it it's like everything piles up. Like I'm like I got like fifty things to watch. I'm like you know what. I don't want to watch anything. Speaking of Disney Plus, do you watch Big Shot? Uh, Disney Big, Plus? Big Shot? Yeah, it drops the same day as Mighty Ducks. It drops on Fridays. No, I don't. I don't. Okay, John Stamos, he's a ba- high school basketball coach. No, I don't. I don't uh, watch it. It's phenomenal. Episode five drops tomorrow. It's it's phenomenal. I would check it out. It's really, really good. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm excited. Like, I love game shows. When Supermarket Sweep came back, I watched it. And then Leslie Jones literally just stomped it to death. And I never want to touch it ever again because she ruined my favorite game show of all time. But with this, I hope it's Kirk. I don't know if it will be. Um, I don't know if Viacom owns the CW. I don't think they do. I think that's owned by Warner Brothers. So I don't know what that has to do with anything. If Kirk Fogg 25 years later still has a contract with Viacom, I sincerely doubt that would be the case. I don't know. I hope they do one of, I hope they don't do this. I hope they don't try to modernize it. I hope they keep it with its campy, old school, shitty games, shitty moat, shitty Olmec. Uh, I mean, like, they got to modernize. It has to be upgraded a little. It's going to be. But why? I don't want robotic temple guards. I want dudes with, with paint that you can clearly see in the background moving. Like, I want that. Was, that, that was everything. That it was, was everything. so good. Like, we saw the temple guards. Like, don't go in there. Oh, There's and it, clearly a temple I, I think. I think what it was, they had like a hundred, I think they had over 130 episodes and they only had, I believe like 33 winners. It's, and like the, the, how, how many times did you watch that show and get frustrated when they tried to put the monkey statue on and they couldn't get the head in uh. because it was just a piece of shit plastic. I, I want that. I don't want it to be 2021. <laughs> let it be eyes. magnetic. Like f- fine. Magnetic work, Sam, as long as it's not digital. Like I don't want digital legends yeah, of the same. Game, no digital, digital temple. Please. Like I want the kids to go through the moat and fall into the pool and almost break their faces. Like that shit was funny. And I also hope it's kids and not adults because that would ruin a lot of the charm for me. Um, I love the original legends, legends of the Hidden Temple. I hope you did too. That's where we're gonna get into our top three this evening with our top three favorite Nickelodeon game shows. Uh my number three. I went with Figure It Out. I, I'm i pretty sure you remember this show. Hosted by little Summer Sanders, my girl back in the day. I believe I was watch, I was like eight years old watching this. Like, I, I think I, I like watching it. Just kind of you're, you're seeing like all the all the, the, the characters that you watch in shows. You're watching Keenan and Kel, Lori Beth Dinberg, and, and all the people Danny, you watch. Yeah, Danny, that's been in a million Tambourine. freaking episodes. Yeah. So it's like every, everyone's there and like. Shit, even your boy, uh, you know, uh, Nick Arcade's in there. 
you know what I mean? So he was in some episodes. So it was like, it was a show that I was like, they, you know, they'd slime, they ask questions, try to figure out kind of what they had a special skill or kind of what they made. And I always thought it was a cool show. Yeah. It was a hidden talent. The kid had a hidden yeah. talent. They had yep. to figure it out. So my number three is also figure it out. Um, Summer Sanders is one of the best, most oh, underrated. She's, she's a sweetheart. She was one of the most underrated game show hosts, man. She was so good at her job. But the reason I think it was great is a little nostalgia for me. I was on it. I don't know if you actually know that about me. You did an episode. I was on figure it out. Um, I was not a contestant who had a special power or special power. Every episode for the credits, they would go into the crowd and they would survey the kids in the crowd and ask them for a special talent that they had. And the kid would just have to say their special talent or do it. And that's how they'd roll credits. And Lo and behold, they came up to me and they asked me during the taping if I had a special talent. I, you write them down as you go in. Like when we're waiting in line, you write down a special talent piece of paper and then like where your seat number is. And then if they think that's good enough, they'll tell the person, go to this seat. And that's what the kid's power is. Huh. Just keep saying power. Special hidden talent. And so afterwards, I had my giant Florida Marlins starter jacket on. Of course I did. In Florida. <laughs> during that's, the where they, that's where they filmed. <laughs> Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. And uh, I had, when I was younger, before puberty struck, I was I did a mean, mean impression of Chucky from the Rugrats. And it was only one line that I could do. It was, I don't think this is such a good idea, Tommy, but I did it really well. And of course, it's a Nickelodeon show, so they fought, probably found some some coolness there, but they came up to me. I did the Where's impression. this footage? I, I think we deserve to see this footage. So I, so I did the impression, and afterwards... They take you aside and they uh, tell you, like, we're going to send you in the mail the like the write up of the episode, like when it's going to air, da 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 da. Because this was before email and before, like, I'm talking, I was 10 max. So we're, we're waiting. I think it's bullshit. I don't think it's ever going to make it to air. Lo and behold, we got the little letter and it said episode, I don't know. 3 2022 or whatever whatever season it was season three episode 22 right i I understand that now at 33 years old but like back then i was like okay friday june 4th at 8 or whatever and there it was and in the credits it's scrolling through and there i am with my perfectly bleached blonde hair up in a biff with big buck teeth separated by a foot and a half and uh (laughs) i did my jockey impression on figure it out can we find this footage I have looked up, down, and sideways. I've put in. I hope YouTube. please send me this link if someone finds Greg Hall in this episode. They would never tell me. you. They don't. They don't tell you like names and shit. Like oh. that. you just have to find me and know what I look like as a kid. Or go look for the episode. Go find episodes. Go right to the credits and just look for a kid who does a Chucky impression from. And that's me. So. Uh, all right, yeah. All, yeah, type in. All right, figure it out, Chucky. Figure impression. It out, or just figure out full episodes and then just scroll to the credits. Like, I'm sure YouTube has a couple. I think they were on Verve or, oh my God, what's that streaming service? V- oh, I have v- no idea. Vibe or Vive or something like that. It's like seven bucks a month and you get all the old Nickelodeon stuff included. And I would, I don't know if figure it out was a part of that or if it was just the Nicktoons, but like, Maybe if somebody has a DVD, because I'm sure at some point that the whole series came on DVD Gotta or be. something. Check it that's, out. Dude, that's a cool. That's awesome. Find me. But the show is interesting. But of course, I just have that personal connection to it because I was I actually. Made I, it I, I always like the show. The show is really, really neat, I think. Yeah. What's your number two? Number two. I mean, classic. I, I went with Double Dare. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, Mark Summers started, 
basically at all, I believe. I mean, you know, he hosted who, who, almost all of it. Yeah, yeah who, who didn't love this freaking show of, you know, all these crazy obstacles and slime and picking boogers and, and running around falling. I mean, you, you, even he had to like help them up a lot of the time because they're slipping and sliding. And, you know, it's just an instant classic. Mark Summers is without a doubt one of the most underrated TV personalities Agreed. of the 90s and 2000s. And another great show he did was called Unwrapped, and it was on the Food Network. And he would explain basically that like show now how it's made. He did that, but for food, way above its time, man. Like Laffy Taffy's and Nerds Ropes and Corn Dogs and like the shit. It was nuts. And he's just got a great TV voice. Oh, yeah. So you're right. He's a good personality. Yeah. The the things at the end where they're going through the obstacle course was so much fun and tense and everything like that. And you're home jumping on your couch with the other kids. But my number two, do, 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 do you have it? Guts. Yep. Nickelodeon oh, guts. Mike O'Malley and Mo. <laughs> it was dude number four, dude. Number four. <laughs> the referee. Let's give it over to Mo. Mo. <laughs> dude, right, Mike, that was the first English accent I've ever heard. It was great. It this was a tough one to leave off the list because this was always fun to watch. I didn't love global guts as much because I just it kind of lost its charm. But the original guts, I man, the aggro crag, tell me you didn't want to climb that aggro crag as a Dude, kid. I still want to. Come yeah, on. You get a, you get I, a piece of it. Exists. What a prize. Like if you win another prize in Nickelodeon, you're going to space camp for a week or you won some fucking sneakers that lit up. I, if you do this, you win a piece of the crag. I want a piece of the crag, man. Oh, that's so cool. I comp- If you don't know what it is, think of American Gladiators, but for kids. Like, Tell Seriously. me in a world. Tell me a world where you wouldn't want to get strapped up to a bungee, jump off of a giant thing, bounce on the ground, and dunk a basketball. Like, tell me that doesn't sound awesome. Oh yeah. man, this was American Gladiators for kids. They did victory laps. Like it was good sportsmanship. The shit was awesome. Do, 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 do you have it? Guts. Awesome show, baby. Oh, it's a classic. I mean, number one, it's probably yours. Legend of the Hidden Temple. It's oh no, actually no, that's not your number one. It's, you it's, absolutely know my number one. I, I'm shocked that you have Legends off this list. Legends so was my I, four. Legends I'm I'm, four. I'm disappointed in you. Legends might have been my five. Double there might have been my four. It's I mean, like like, like we said, Kirk Fogg. I mean, this this show. Like I I probably watched this the most out of all of them. To be honest, like it just like it was a show like you watched, and not every episode someone won. Like I, I was like eight out of the ten times they lost. So it's like you, you, but when you saw the victory, it was it was cool, and you know, it, it was like again, American Gladiators meets like a young Indiana Jones and little Jeopardy Raiders, a Lars Ark type deal, and you know, it was just a, a great show. And when I was a kid, I, I I always wanted to be on it. And you get to win a pair of BK Knights. That you know what I mean? <laughs> you go through shoes. hell. You go through hell. You have men grabbing you, and you win a pair of clickable sneakers. And sometimes the people scare the shit out of you. They pop out of them. You son of a bitch! I didn't see you standing. That's some of the best stuff to watch. Are the compilations of the kids getting their asses scared when the temple oh, guards yeah. jumped out at them, man. Like that Freaking stuff could have awesome. been scary. Can you imagine being that dude like who has to jump out? What if the kid just throws you a bow right in the face? You know, hits you with an elbow. <laughs> you just never know. They're flying around. It's not. No, not my number. Uh, <laughs> Two, one, or three. My number one is so clear and obvious, as clear as the sky is blue. We had him on the show. No, wrong show. No, I'm just kidding. Of course we had him on the show. Phil Moore was the host of this wonderful show. It only lasted a year or two. Nick Arcade. Yeah. like Easy number one. Easy number one. Still a top three interview out of the 45 we have done. Phil Moore's interview. And he still has the best intro 
he anybody has ever given for longtime fans of the show back when we could give you more intros than just the four that we have in rotation. Now, Phil Moore sang the Nick Arcade song, but used our names and podcast instead. Ah, what a dream. It, it, just, I know that that's, that's going to be a tough to beat for you. I, I don't know like how many Jason people could Page, do it. Just like when Jason Page sang our, our song and names in the style of the Pokemon anime. Oh my God. Dude, we've <laughs> had such a cool five years doing this show. I wish you all could still hear those, but they are like right now lost to time until I get a new computer. But and that's there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Then if there's a will, there's a Patreon. Uh, and so, <laughs> <laughs> two teams of two. You're doing trivia, but you're doing trivia in the form of moving Mikey around a game board. This is Nick Arcade, people. You're getting Mikey to the goal. There's monsters. There's this. There's that. And if you land on a space, you get to go play video games. Sonic the Hedgehog, R-Type, all of these awesome games. Games that Toki, a game that literally came out on the Switch recently that I re-downloaded, a remaster of Toki. Like, maybe even a new entry in the franchise. It was crazy. I learned these games from Nick Arcade. And if you win, you get to go into the video game, which now we know was just a green screen but like when you're in the 90s you you had no idea you had to kill the wizards the game wizards oh my god and if you (laughs) won you got a pair of bk knights you see the theme here nickelodeon loved their clickable sneakers you have to go watch the show there are clips on youtube there used to be full episodes probably still a couple yeah there's on youtube there's episodes and clips of all these shows you got to just go. I mean, like, what a nostalgic top three. Always my favorite when we just have fun with our top threes. And this was just another one. I yeah, and I, and I watched some clips, so it was good to go down memory lane. I could go on for hours again, man. Actually, I, inst- while I'm editing tonight, I might I might have He's to gonna have it on in the background. Nick Arcade, man, on the YouTube. Can you imagine 85 inches of Fillmore? That's fantastic. Can't do any better than that. Uh, anything you want to round off our top three with before we get back? No, just check them out on YouTube. These are classic shows. If you're too young to remember Nickelodeon game shows and like your oldest shame. memory of Nickelodeon is like SpongeBob or like the fairly odd parents, that really is a shame. You missed a golden age of television. You just, you just yeah, kids have no idea. You, no idea. No. Now you get Leslie Jones doing supermarket sweep. Uh, mm. the, the friends reunion which is on HBO Max, will launch May 27th. So just two weeks from the time we're recording the show. Oh, my God. I wish yeah, I cared. I, I, you know, I'm actually a little bit excited. I was one of the oh. ones that watched all of Friends. You know, I, I, I had to see all these episodes multiple times over. And uh, I, I saw, like, the list of all the stars going to be on it. So it's, it's definitely star-studded. But I'm, just, I'm, I'm there for the classic guys. I don't care shit about Justin Bieber and all the other people that are there. I'm just there for the, the, the core members just to, this, just to see what's going on. <laughs> I wish I cared. I'll probably have to watch it because Ash will definitely want to oh, watch it. Oh, she's definitely going to have that on. Are you kidding me? Yeah, she's a Friends girl. So, you know, Friends never bothered me. It was never my favorite. You know, it's no Seinfeld. But Dude, like, I used to watch that, Will and Grace. I watched it all. You watched Will and Grace, huh? Yeah, I watched everything. I didn't watch the- Just like, shoot yeah. me. I, I watched them all. All those UPN or WB57 or 17, whatever. I never really watched those. I was a Fox guy. I was the Frasers, the Seinfeld, the Simpsons, stuff like that. Yeah, I see. And I, and I really wasn't a Fox guy. We, I wish I wasn't. Besides Family Guy and Futurama. Yeah, I wish I wasn't. Like, Fox, when you look at it, like, Frasers, fine. And I've, yeah. I've watched Frasier. Like, I know Frasier. I used to watch it. I think Seinfeld's a little overrated, but it's good. But like, looking back on it, man, I wish I watched more WB with the Frogman. That's where yeah. Pokemon was on syndication at 7 in the morning every Old school. school. 
Every just the first 53 episodes on a loop. Uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation. We've been waiting for this for a while. This is the animated one from Kevin Smith and team, not the live action that's coming probably next year at this point. But Revelation got its first look. So we got 10 screenshots of animation and it will hit Netflix July 23rd, just two months from now. Oh, and I thought the pictures looked gorgeous. The animation was strong. Just strong. I can't wait to dive back into this universe. It's been a lot of years since I watched some He-Man. I, you know, now it's all relying like, okay, the animation is beautiful. Now everything is going to rely on the voice actors. 100%. And Mark, you got Mark Hamill. You got, um, what was that? Lena Headey, I believe, is in there as well. Like the whole, dude, the whole cast is awesome. Obviously, Kevin Smith made a lot of friends in the industry, and I'm sure a lot of these actors wanted to work with him. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure they, they put together something great, and hopefully it's something that sticks around for, you know, three, four seasons. Well, they're doing part one, July 23rd. It's only five episodes, so don't expect a ton yeah, no, but that's why that's I, I know it's like, give us a couple extra seasons since we're only getting them, you know, like you said, five episodes. But I, I'd imagine since it's part one, there are plans for at least a second. Oh, no, part. no, that's right. They're, they're, yeah, part one's, yeah, they're doing it in two parts. Part one's five, part two is the other five, so. And, yeah. and so we know another show recently took that route as, as doing parts, and that's um, Disenchantment, another anime. I mean, show I had Lu- Lucifer did it on Netflix. We're still waiting for part B. So, and like Breaking Bad did it for its fifth season. Um, Walking Dead does Shit, it. Entourage did it. And I've never seen Entourage. First time I ever saw Entourage was the movie, and that wasn't good. So, like, See, but you of... jumped in, like you, you don't know oh, nothing I need to about watch the show. I need... Oh my god, the show is it's. I still they they do a podcast that I listen to. It's actually really good, but the the, the show still holds up. Yeah, I uh, that's a show that's still in the backlog that I always forget about, but need to go back and watch. So time. good. Now let me take it over in gaming for a quick second, and let's get Greg's final thoughts because I I know fucking he beat he rolled credits on the new Pokemon Snap. I wouldn't put it in the rundown if I didn't, baby. For a second time in two weeks, I did. I rolled credits on what's this Thursday the thirteenth. I rolled credits on Wednesday night, the twelfth of May, fourteen hours and one minute. I had you under 15, so that's solid. You did pretty good. 14 hours and one minute. I thought that was a perfect playthrough. That's the length it took me to beat the first Last of Us. So you're going to tell me that $60 bought me the Last of Us, but now I can go find pictures of Mythicals, like, and I'm still not done the decks? I get more out of it? Are you serious? Yeah, like, I'm in. This game has value. It's worth it. $60. I went into my overall impressions last week so if you want to hear more about this go back last week and then maybe redo you know start over here again because i'm not going to like start over i'm not going to give my overall thoughts because that was last week but like um it's it it ended up did you catch them all uh, on film did you snap them all no i have 185 out of 214 so that's solid that's solid for your first place too I ended at credits at 184, and I I heard a rumor about a certain mythical, who's my favorite mythical of all time, is available. So I had to go try it out, and it worked. And I got a photo of Mew. Uh, hey, to make it 185, our boy Mew from the first game. He was the final, we'll call it boss of the first game. By the way, the final boss of this game was exactly who I hoped it would be. As soon as I saw the thing that it represented. And it delivered. It's one of my favorite legendaries. Does it start with an X? It does. So <laughs> absolutely 
Uh, Dude, uh, I swear I had, that was that was a complete guess. I didn't. I don't know nothing, and I took a stab. It's, it was completely underrated legendary Pokemon that that uh, that old that old That's thing is so good and so like th- it was really cool. Um, so I- I'll say this: Illumina Pokemon cool. Like th- you get, you beat an area basically, and then the professor says. Oh, by the way, we found an Illumina Pokemon, which is a big glowing version of a giant Pokemon. So like in the commercials and on the box art, it's Meganium, the starter Pokemon from uh, Gen 2. I think it's Gen 3, maybe Gen 2. And so like, uh, okay, you know, fine. The other ones that they chose were kind of weird choices for for at least one or two. But then like Steelix is one of my favorite of all time. I do like Steelix. And like he's flying back and forth and you got to capture him at the right moment and like hit him while he's in the air and like underground and tunneling and stuff. It is, it's really fun and hard to get that perfect shot. And so I, I like that, but here's the wonder and the awe for me. And I'll kind of leave it at this. Cause I, I don't want to say anything else about it. Besides it is, it is a really good game. It's not going to top my list at the end of this year. Um, by any means, As a matter of fact, if I had to slot it somewhere, it's probably number two, uh, right now. Habroxia two still takes the cake on that one. But, um, I there is literally nothing on this planet like the first time you go through a level in a Pokemon Snap game. Mm. All the shit that you see. Oh, my God, there's that over there and that over here. And like you get so overwhelmed where you're like, oh, my God, I don't want to miss it. Is, is there a stat for how many total pictures that you take that you've taken? Yes. Uh, I think I'm at uh, 690. Somewhere in there. The, I mean, okay. I was expecting more, but okay. You, it's not well, too bad. Well, there's 214 Pokemon, each with four stars. So that's 860 something total that you can take. So, like, I've, I've chunked into that pretty good. I have a lot of four star, like, I've completed the four stars for a lot of different Pokemon, like four different pictures of them. So, I mean, I've gone through 89 courses. Um, like, Jesus. I've gone through a course 89 times. So, it's there's no small feat to that. It's almost um, like Crash Bandicoot. Right, and I've unlocked every course there is in the game, including the bonus ones and all that stuff. So, like, we're there, baby. And now I have to go after all the other mythicals because there are other mythicals in the game, and I want to go finish the photo decks. I'm not going to go for four stars for all of them and and all that, but I do want to finish the photo decks. Um, But, like, there's nothing like the sense of wonder and, like, mystery that you get the first time you go through a level and you're like, what am I about to see? Yeah. And it's just such a cool feeling. You You can't wait. And like, even though it goes pretty slow, you're like, slow down. I just want to take a picture of all of this. And then like, you know what you have to do. You know, you have to throw an apple, a fluff fruit at this thing. And if you hit it, it's going to react and you get this and you miss and you miss. And you're like, no, and you got to go back and do it again. It's just wild, man. It's a cool feeling. I really enjoyed it. It's a perfect chill game. No stress, baby. Like. I'm I'm just glad to hear that you're you're loving. I mean, we I'm pretty sure we we all had no doubt that you were going to love it. So I, I'm just excited for you to come over and try it yourself. It's just it's fun. Uh, two I'm two gonna, more weeks, baby. I'm gonna throw it. You know, I'm gonna open up a new little safe. Well, maybe I won't do a new safe. No, I don't 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 go that crazy. You just show me your levels. I'll, I'm cool with yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll I'll take it down to level one so you get the base experience. And yeah, that's it. Level and then boom, boom, boom. You run through a level. You'll get some fun out of it. And I just think we'll have a good time. Like. I saw a squirtle far off. I hit it with something. And then a Pokemon came out of nowhere and literally just blitzed the shit out of it and like smoked it. And it's falling 
and I took photos of it falling to its doom and like it landed in a whirlpool and it, nothing came out. It's dead. It's gone. <laughs> it just got caught in a whirlpool and it sucked to the bottom of an ocean. Well, at got, least you have its final moments. But I got and it's four stars for getting a dying squirtle on film. I thought it was awesome. Squirtle the turtle, baby. Uh, it's it, it was fun. I'm really, really happy with it. It did not feel over long. I didn't get the grindy sensation. Some other folks were talking about 14 hours felt appropriate. The replayability again for me, not really there. I'm not going to go through and play for 14 hours again. It's not like the first one. You can beat it in three hours, but the value of a 14 hour experience, hundred percent worth the $60. I recommend it. New Pokemon snap. The SGDQ 2021 games list has been unveiled. This, this marathon, what I wouldn't give to have SGDQ be live again for this marathon. It's going to be another online event. Should be the last one. Probably. You're absolutely right. Probably. But, oh, dude, like this games list is so tight. Well, they knew they had to go hard in the paint with this one. You're not wrong. And I just wish I'm not going to go through every single game. I only go through the heavy hitters. But like. 162 hours and 40 minutes of marathon speed running. Like I cannot wait, brother. I cannot wait for SGDQ. So I'll go through some of the games and I'm really, really excited for it. Uh, we'll go through here. 26 minutes. Astros Playroom, PlayStation 5. The first nice. PS5 game uh, in, uh, in a nice GDQ. Touch. Batman the video game for Sega Genesis, 18 minutes. Oh. Batman the video game for NES, 11 minutes. Battle Toads, Bayonetta, Blast Corps, Bowser's Fury. So we got a Switch action, new Switch game in there. Bowser's Fury in Pretty 38 fast. minutes. Uh, Castlevania, a race. Always love Castlevania in there. I love, too, they do the games list in alphabetical order, so it's really easy for me to keep up with it. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time in an hour and a half. <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible. Hold on. Hold on. This one's for my boy, Sam. Devil May Cry 5. The PS5 Special Edition. Uh, there's a bid war for New Game Virgil in Devil Hunter or New Game Virgil as a human, both in an hour and five minutes. It, 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 in my brain, it just doesn't even add up. <laughs> like, it's speed running, like, doesn't make sense. Uh, Earthworm Jim on the Super Nintendo in a half hour. I'm psyched for that one. Fire Emblem Three Houses on the Switch. F Zero GX. I love. F zero games at speed runs because it's already a really fast game. Ghost and Goblins Resurrection, which is another brand new Switch title, uh, twenty five minutes. Uh, Grand Theft Auto three in an hour and fifteen minutes. Halo two in an hour and fifteen minutes. Horizon Zero Dawn new game plus ultra hard in two hours. Um, I gave up again on that one. I, there's a part that I keep dying on and I just can't get past it, so I'm going to give up forever. <laughs> uh, even though it was free, so all good. Mario Kart 64, all cups, 150cc, 35 minutes. A Mario Kart 64 run is, is bananas, by the way, especially when it's Abney. He's the best runner in the world. Some Mega Man stuff, as always. Um, let's see. Nintendogs, baby, 25 minutes. The original Paper Mario, brother, or uh, Paper Mario for N64, the stop and swap version, in 40 minutes. Pokemon Black and White. Wow. Actually, black versus white. One player will play as black. One player will play white. Three hours and 30 minutes. Cannot wait. That's a great yeah. speed run. T- take your notes there. Pokemon Emerald 
any percent glitchless less than three hours for emerald which is a hard hard pokemon game uh ratchet and clank some good stuff there resident evil 7 any percent a race dude a race an hour and a half i cannot wait to ro- watch that's that awesome race. Resogun, Rystar. Well, four-player Rystar race. That's crazy. Uh, Sonic CD, Sonic Heroes, SpongeBob's Truth or Square. Uh, Streets of Rage 4 in 44 minutes on Mania Mode, the hardest mode in the game. I cannot wait for that. Super Mario. Oh, my God, Sam. Oh, my God. Do you remember last GDQ, they did Super Mario 64 but blindfolded? (laughs) Yeah. And they did the 16 stars? Oh, no. He's back. He upped Set it. 70 stars. Th- this guy's th- he's a wizard. He's and a wizard. The same guy, Bubsia. Same 70, way he's a wizard. That's it. 70 I'm stars convinced. blindfolded in just over two hours. Yeah. Nope. He's a wizard. Bro, nope. I cannot wait for that one. That might be the run of the that might be the run of the marathon. It, it, it already is. That's 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 yeah. like when you actually think about that, that's madness. Uh Super Mario Brothers 2, all levels, 25 minutes. Super Mario Brothers 3, a race. Between Mitch Flower, Power, Mitch Flower Power and the Haxor, the two best runners in the world. Super Mario Odyssey, Super Meat Boy Forever, Super Metroid three-player race, one, or four-player race, 100%. Super Smash Brothers Brawl, uh, what was that? All-Star Mode in 15 minutes. The Evil Within 2, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, all dungeons in just two hours. Majora's Mask, uh, Tiny Toon Adventures on the NES, one of my favorite NES games of all time in just 15 minutes. Untitled Goose Game. Co-op, 32 minutes. Uh, and Zoda's... Oh, my God. Star Tropics 2, Zoda's Revenge. I've never seen a speedrun of that. Only the first Star Tropics. So that's just one, uh, just an hour for that one. I, I went through maybe a third or less of the games there. Uh, maybe a quarter of the games available, man. I was just going through some of my highlights. This marathon is going to be one of the best GDQs of all time. I'm so excited. Yeah, you're, please keep us posted for that guy blindfold. I need to know his time because that, that that's madness. I might just take the VOD of that run and put it on our Facebook and say, like, this is why. I it, it, you're right. It deserves its own little spotlight. It really does. The classic game Zombies Ate My Neighbors is coming to the Switch next month. And its sequel, Ghoul Patrol, both coming to the, to the Switch. 16-bit classics. I prefer the Genesis version. The Super Nintendo version's fine. I'm sure that's the version that'll go on the Switch. But they're going to be available not as a part of the Switch Online. They're actually going to be available for a purchase in a pack. So I'm hoping we get some concept art or some dev diaries or something else to really substantiate the purpose but or purchase. But one of the best 16-bit games ever made, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, available on the Switch. Sign me up. We got a good and a bad story of Sony. The, the first, let's get to the bad one first. Sony expecting PS5 shortages to last into 2022. And I'm sure a lot of that's chipset shortages and stuff like that. But yeah. what was your reaction when, when you first heard that? Any shock? I mean, there's no surprise. I mean, it, the, the price for, I mean, right now, the price for everything is is doubled. Obviously, people freaking out for gas. Once you see a picture of people filling up gas in a trash bag, like I, I basically lose hope. But I, I mean, again, hopefully they eventually catch back up because I know so many people are still looking for the PS5s and they're just not there. People that have DM'd us saying like, we had a we had I believe panel surfing DM'd us. He got a PS5. He got the digital edition. And who did he choose to DM? He DM'd us to say that he got it. Shout out to you. But Ross, M. Cass- man. Yeah, M. Cassini just hit us up today and he said, PS5 controllers awesome. Maybe eventually I can get a PS5. So 
<laughs> Great, now I have them in every color. Yeah, like it's funny. People are getting the controllers before they get the system. I did that with my Switch. Um, I actually bought the color Joy-Con before I ever got a Switch because I knew I was eventually going to get one. I mean, it, it, it's funny. Before I got my the system from Shriver, I got the paddle from Amazon first. You, yeah, <laughs> and just to guarantee yourself one, you know what I mean? Of like, course. I had no idea if the, the blue and red Joy-Con were going to sell out, so I saw it at Toys R Us. I picked it up, and I said, I'm going to get a Switch eventually. Turned out a week later, I got one. So it worked out. And for me, one dual sense is just fine. There's another story about the dual sense, though, that I'm excited to talk about. Man, Sony. Well, actually, before I even said that, it was funny because how I got mine was paddle system. Then the game came last. It was just oh paddle order that I got it from. The but game the story, came like right before or as I think we were recording. It, it was. Yeah, it was literally like five. No, it, we were just about to record. It came and then it was. Wait, hold on. I have to. I ain't gonna let this sit on my step for two That's hours. Right. Yeah. And, we had, but, and you actually put it into install so you could go play it. I remember. Oh, and it, it was hell. Oh. Again, Miles, a game I probably Morales. never. I'll pull back. I, I'd rather play the the first one, but that's just me. Miles Morales, that was. Yeah, the Dual Sense gets two new colors, mm. and Every, I'm I'm here for the black one. The uh, the, the red one, nah, I'm, I'm good. Every PlayStation gets a red controller for some reason. Every one of them. Like, go back and look. They all get that cosmic red. And I'm it's, not there. Give, give me the orange. Yeah, I'm here for the orange because I have that for PS4. It's ugly as shit. Like, the cosmic red is not a pretty color because the, the DualSense has the blue light going around it. Yep. Right? So, like, that's already kind of conflicting. It looks like. Yeah, like, the, the black, it's it's sleek. It looks good. It makes sense. The red, it's like, no. I You, you just stand out like a sore thumb. Well, black is also the traditional color yeah. for the base PlayStation consoles. So, like, it just makes sense unless it's the original, which was gray. Yeah. Um, but, like, for the last four PS, PSs, well, I guess three, it was uh, it was black. So, I like the black, too. The red, not my style. Even when, like, I had one red controller in my life, and that was Gears of War 2 or 3. I think 3 came out with a special edition Gears controller. And I worked at, at a big box retailer where you wear a blue shirt. I worked there. So, I got it very, very, very inexpensively. Uh, so I picked it up. The only red control. I'm not a red controller. I, I'm I love pretty the color sure, red. But. I'm pretty sure I have a red N64 controller. I'm pretty See, that, sure. But that, well, a solid or one of the see-through ones? I, uh, did, uh, this one I think solid. Yeah, they did. I, they I, I believe I have a see-through orange. I have a see-through green or I have two purples, a green. I have a yellow and a black uh, non-see-through. Bro, the sticks on those are fucking perfect. Good, Ryan, I need one. Thanks. Ryan Popejoy got me them for my birthday a couple years ago, and he was like, dude, these sticks have like never been touched. I've never felt like stiffer sticks on an N64 controller. Hook it, it up. Great. I'll hook it up as soon as you let me borrow that Vita. All right, got you. No problem. <laughs> and the last story we have in gaming, it's small, but Microsoft has made the original Xbox dashboard available on the Series X. And <clears throat> Nice little touch. It's like... For those OGs who played from the original Xbox, you boot it up, you get the original Xbox sound, that original Xbox really neon green screen. Like it, it's the equivalent of booting up your PS5 and hearing that PS2 chime or even the PS1, like that that fucking iconic sound. If Sony could, well, they could, if they would do something like that and just bring us the nostalgia we all crave. Let me turn on my PS5. Let me get that little quick PlayStation 1 sound, that iconic chime. 
Let me get mm. like the shitty little backgrounds and like that'd be just it would just be fun. The problem is the PS well the PS2 was fine. The PS3 did not have a great UI and the PS4 was was okay. PS5 UI is fine. I, I don't mind it. It's easy enough to navigate. I hate the blades at the bottom, but like the little I forget what they call them. The squares. I don't remember what they're called. But they're they're kind of annoying. But whatever. I just go past them. <laughs> Uh, it's just cool. If you're an OG Xbox fan like myself and played Halo at your boy's house in the basement, shout out Anthony Pinto of War Room Philly. Uh, go check them out for your sports kick. Um, I can't go wrong here. It's just a cool little touch. Uh, let me go into music here. And I, I sent you a song earlier that I'm thank you, by the way, for listening to it because I wanted to, to talk about it. We talked about it before uh, when they dropped the single last time. And uh and they have a, an album coming out at the end of the month, I think May 28th or something along those lines. Hot Mulligan dropped another single. This one, though, featuring Mark Hoppus. No, that's actually what it's titled. It's actually titled Featuring Mark Hoppus. It's really funny. Nice little play on things there. there Mark Hoppus is not in the song. Yeah, dude, the entire time I'm like, okay, I guess Mark will come in the second verse. Oh, Mark. Oh, oh, he's oh, he's not even in the song at all. No, Hot Mulligan's one of the bands that names their songs really weird shit for no reason. I'm sure they have a reason, but like, yeah, they to, don't, get, to get clicks and get views. Come on. They're, there's they're a method their madness. Well, Fall Out Boy is the originator. That panic went along with that. Like, their bands do it. It is what Dance Gavin Dance does it. They're, who's that? Chucky versus the Giant Tortoise. Like, Ain't no Chucky in that song, but uh, I loved it. It was so fucking good. This might be one of the best, if not the best, Hot Mulligan songs ever released. Now, this was your first time listening to Hot Mulligan. Be honest, because I already know. Be honest. Tell the people. I love them. What did you think? I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, of first listens of music. I'm, I'm pretty well versed on that on the podcast. And I, I said to you, again, it, it, it was a catchy song. I thought it was okay. You just, I guess I'm not used to listening to you know, singers that have like that raspy in, in their voice, like the, the whole way through. Kenny Vasoli, and I can go on and on. But it, it it it's different. His was almost like a not. It's not puddle of mud, but it was like it. it, it <laughs> How it, dare you? No, West Scotland may be crazy, you. but I, I I like puddle mud. They put on a hell of a show live, so <laughs> I I cannot knock puddle of wood. They've been through some shit. I'll give them that. But again, two D's, was, two D's in mud for some reason. <laughs> But again, you know, it, it was it, it was a decent song. I loved it. I love so much. If you like a little rasp, like there's no doubt. Exactly, exactly. They have two singers, Chris and, and Tades. Who knows? Um, I could keep listening to the song. Next thing you know, I, I'm singing out my window. You know, we don't I kind of miss you. Oh, I loved it, dude. So good. It, um, it, had its, it had its moments where it hit. Yeah, it hits. And when it hits, it hits hard. It's really catchy, really poppy, yeah. but like in that raspy way. Yeah. Um, You'll Be Fine is one of my favorite records. It was my number two last year. If Seaway didn't come out with a record, Hot Mulligan would have taken the top spot. But uh, they're crushing it yet again. They started a Twitter. Uh, it's like, is Mark Hoppus in this song? And like they just t- keep t- tweeting no. It's just, it's, it's just a fun little thing. And everybody's tagging Mark and trying to get his, uh, his attention on this song. But how do you name your track featuring Mark Hoppus? It's just a lot of fun. And that's what Hot Mulligan's all about. Check it out now. It's called Featuring Mark Hoppus, not Featuring Mark Hoppus. It's available on Spotify, on YouTube. Check it out. There's another record that came out. Thank you to our friends at Big Picture Media for this one. And I wanted to give my impressions. And I thought long and hard. I've listened to it about four or five times through. This band is called Never Loved. And the uh, the record is called Aww. Over It. I know, right? I know it's sad. The record is called Over It. So apparently they're very over, never being loved. It is out now. It is available. Actually, it comes out the day you are listening 
to this podcast. So thanks again to our friends at big picture media for this one. Uh, so with this, it's out for equal vision records, 13 tracks, although two of them are interludes about 45, 55 seconds, just kind of get you there. So really 11, 11 full tracks for me. This is a great anthem rock kind of record. A lot of big harmonic chanting, whoa, stuff like that. Um, Big giant group choruses, at least for the first half. And I really like that first half. It hits the interlude on track five, and then at track six, it kind of turns into a different record. The second half of this record, dramatically different than the first. The second half, a lot of trance, a lot of heavy uh, dance vibes, a lot of electronic kind of beats to it, and a lot of heavy auto tune in some aspects. And for me, that's where this record kind of loses a little bit of its luster. Uh, it's not a bad record by any means. To me, this has a chance. This band, Never Loved, has a chance. And follow me on this one. Uh, this band has a chance to be this generation's Reggie in the full effect, but for fans of Good Charlotte. I'm not saying they're a combination of those two uh, okay. acts. Okay. But they have a chance to be a weird band for a giant crowd. Like that's where I'm at with with never. So you would like you're saying you wouldn't be surprised if this band pops. If this band pops, they have the potential. Gotcha. I don't necessarily like. I, I don't necessarily think that what I listen to is what should be popular. I understand what mainstream rock sounds like and what you know popular alternative or indie or you know what all that is it might not always be my cup of tea i liked the record i loved the first half um at least the first five tracks that's where i would say a lot of this value comes in and where i would spend the majority of my time with this record and the songs that i would be able to shout out basically the first five tracks of the record including um including their first single on the record which is called on and on it goes which is actually co-written by nick wheeler of the all-american rejects a little trivia for oh, you that's there. cool yeah yeah um here's the problem again, maybe not a problem. Maybe problem's the wrong word. The second half is, it's just, I love the phrase that we always say. It's not my cup of tea. The thing about this record is, and even the first half kind of suffers from this. And so maybe I won't call it a problem, but again, just something to keep in mind. A lot of these songs, they come off sounding just a little bit similar to each other. Uh, It's almost hard for me to remember if I'm not staring at my phone and looking at the track title, which track I'm listening to again. I feel, second, like, I feel like a lot of bands have this, that's this little issue here. Like a lot grow, of songs just kind of sound the same growing up. You know how close I was with Mike forward. Good friend. Actually, I believe a patron of the show. One of my best friends growing up. We skated every Mike. day. Shout out to Mike forward. Um, congratulations. Upcoming baby recently married rocking and rolling. We still talk. Um, I remember skating with Mike. And my favorite band back then was Newfound Glory. No surprise to anybody. I wore the shirt every day. Uh, Dana ripped the collar. I'm still pissed about it. Um, and so we were listening to it, and his dad came down. And he said, oh, who's this? Newfound Glory. Cool. He came back down. He said, why is this song on repeat? Like, it's a different album. <laughs> He's like, everything sounds the he same. He said, every single song sounds exactly the same. And we're like, yeah, yeah. Let's go watch another drive-thru DVD. Uh, that was that was life back then. It was it was skate, play initial D, and watch drive through DVDs. What a time that was! I get that vibe here. Um, a lot of the first half of the songs where it's anthem rock, big booming choruses, they kind of sound similar. A lot of the trancey stuff, the slower, more melodic stuff on the second half, 
kind of sounds similar. So don't be shocked if you kind of get lost in that way a little bit throughout the record. Again, not a bad record. Would I recommend it? Definitely recommend giving it all a shot. Maybe you vibe more with the anthem rock. Maybe you vibe more a little bit with that trance style in the second half. For me, I thought it was a record that didn't quite bring it home, but still would recommend at least that first half, the first five songs. So never loved over it. Uh, out now, again, thank you so much to our friends at Big Picture Media. Uh, Sam, the last story before we get into our weekly WADA, Target is going to stop selling cards. You bastards. Yeah, and again, it's, you know. It, and I'm not you, talking to Target when I say you bastards. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you almost, bastards. You got to blame yourselves a little bit. I mean, scalpers, <clears throat> listen to me. Like, think of the kids here. I mean, you. I'm seeing pictures of videos of people going in and, and that were obviously it's not there anymore. They would clear out the whole shelves. They'd stack the card, fill the card by every single thing of whether it was the, the new Yu-Gi-Oh set of um, the looking for that ghost rare. Of course, Pokemon, every booster they throw out, people are, are fiending for, but you guys are buying them out and, and kids can't even grow up. They can't even open a damn booster pack because you're, you're buying hundreds of pack at one shot. And now, so now parents and, you're left to go on eBay and spend, you know, double, if not triple the amount of money that you would have spent seeing with, you know, the whether it was the Ghost Dark Magician or, or with the Shiny Chars or what they're going for. It's crazy. Like, man, just like it's it's not funny that our Walmart here in Philly, they haven't had any Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon cards in over two years because I remember I, I asked the manager and they said that it wasn't worth it for them because of the amount of people stealing them. And that's a damn shame. So it's like they can't win of people stealing them. Now they can't win of just, you know, of two, three people buying out the entire line. Like to me, it should have been of right off the bat, a maximum of, you know, I could see like five packs a person. Limit some people. Let kids have a chance. Now Target just said, you know what? It ain't even worth the hassle. So guess what? Now you're beat. Now you have to go support, hopefully, your little comic shop or your little card shop that still has them. And, you know, they may be just be forced to, just sell them a stock just to, you know, make the money. It's the same philosophy with resellers at like flea markets. Like I used to love going, looking at flea markets for old vintage video games, try and find me a a good solid steal. Maybe somebody didn't know what they had and they're selling it for two bucks, but it's a $50 game or something like that. Like an NES title. Like I used to love that hunt. And it's the same thing. Like you have people that wake up, they're adults, they go early, they buy it. And then they just resell it for three times the value. I'm not paying $25 for Super Mario 3. It's, it's never, ever going to happen. It's a $7 title, max, maybe even five. So, like, it's the same philosophy. People, and I, you know, listen, if you, if you are a true collector, by all means, great. I agree with Sam's point. Limit it to five packs each. Um, you know, a, one elite trainer box if it's Pokemon, five packs, even like I'm talking total. You want some baseball, some whatever, five packs total. And so the problem with that is you can just leave and come back and leave and come back. But um, okay, that, that's fine. Then, then do that just at one time, at one shot. No, you're yeah. not going to buy out my entire stock. I want like, like one thing I always appreciate, I appreciate like my local comic shop, comic collection, uh, Dave, the owner. That if a hot book comes out, you know, obviously book prices skyrocket. He he won't let you just go in there buy. Okay, I'll, I'll take the rest of your stack. I'll buy these five ten books. No, he he literally limits you to like one or two copies max, and say no. The rest I, I keep for my customers. Like we need more owners like that. And and here's where I think the biggest problem is. Again, if you're a collector, that's one thing. If you're a scalper, and Sam, you said it perfectly. 
you're taking it away from the kids who want these cards and now can't get it. It's also the same thing of like PS5s and shit. All the bots that that buy them all. Yep. The reason we have a shortage, sure, there's chipsets, but it's also a bunch of assholes. Remember, PS5s weren't any less than twelve hundred dollars on Facebook Marketplace or, or yeah, they, or they're still on eBay for seven, eight, nine thousand dollars. They're there. It's just these people are just greedy and they want to double their money. It's just man, it's like anybody will do anything to make a quick buck, and now you're hurting the people that truly want it. People are hustling Pokemon cards. Come for on, for real. Like you're a collector, you get your shit graded. And like we have a couple of our followers on Instagram that go out and they buy packs and they do this, that, and the other thing. But then they go out and they either raffle those packs away or they, you know, they actually legitimately open them and they keep the hollows and maybe they sell the rares for at cost, like they don't kill you. It's a different ball game than when you go and you buy the entire stock and you say, I only give a shit. You know what, dude? It's like the fucking, and I know you were a little bit a part of this, but you did it for the right reasons. It's like the fucking McDonald's Happy Meals. Like people were buying the Happy Meals, throwing away the food, and just to get the damn Pokemon. Well, yeah. Num- well, number one, even though it is McDonald's, say we went about their food, I would never just throw out food like that. That's just oh, wasteful. Nah, they're, they're but again, it, it's you know, I would I limit myself. I'm not going in there getting 20 Happy Meals, you know, because but there were people that went in and bought the whole case from them. It's like no, I you know, all right, give me two Happy Meals. Let me let me get my two packs. Let me let me see if I get a shot. And you know, I still didn't get everyone. Like I got the ones I wanted, so I'm good. So now it's like, okay, hopefully everyone's, you know, had plenty of time because I know they restocked and got more cards. By the way, the uh, the Midnight Black DualSense is available for pre-order right now on Amazon. So ah, if, that's awesome. If you uh, want I still I still have a backup uh, white controller that's still in the original box. I even opened it yet. If you get the black one, sell me the white one. I only have one paddle. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say about this card thing at Target before we move on to your WADA? Just grow up, people. Come on. Hit us with your weekly WADA. And honestly, Greg, after this, I only have one other game, WADA, then I'm out. Um, we all know that WADA Games, is uh, their backlog is massive, and they, they probably have about maybe 12, 13 of my games. Still not sure when I'm getting any that I'm back. I still have at least probably 15 to 20 more to send out. So uh, I don't know what we'll do, whether pick a card or we just, you know, take a little bit of hiatus of CGC spotlights and water just because, you know, I'm out right now. <laughs> so I'll keep you guys posted. But this week we got Batman Gotham City Racer for the PlayStation 1 having a 9.8 A++ seal rating, which is basically like the perfect 10 getting a 10 in water there's probably like four that exist in the world but so to me this is like the best grade you can get um it, it definitely wasn't uh my favorite or one of the like the better batman games it was definitely all like probably one of the worst between like this and the batman beyond return of the joker i had that for the n64 which is actually still at wada um i consider them them probably like the my two least favorites but again i, I felt like i had to have this in the collection just to Complete the sealed game from Batman the Animated Series. Still looking for the Game Boy one. If you have it, please shoot me a DM. This was based off the 1997 animated TV series, The New Batman Adventures, developed by Sinister Games. This was the first party Y-Seam with Sony security label and tear strip. Again, you know, and you know what it's like having these PlayStation 1 games. These, these cases were fragile. How many games did we break, crack, the whole front... Once you open it, the whole thing didn't even connect anymore. It was hanging by a thread. Um, you know, this is like a two-player game. You, obviously, you you got to use like the Batmobile, the Batcycle, 
the controls kind of sucked. I'm not going to lie. That's kind of <laughs> why it, it, it wasn't the greatest. Like, it, it, it wasn't great, like I said before. But it, you got to see, you know, the rogues gallery, you know, Catwoman, Joker, Mr. Freeze, Mad Hatter. You know, like, they're all there. Like, that was cool. I think it was 51 episode base missions. I think a lot of things were kind of saying, like, it was like repetitive, like just some ratings. Now, Gamer gave it, gave it a one out of 10. PSX Nation gave it a 38 out of 100. So it's like the scores definitely weren't great. So I'm, I'm sure the sales weren't great. But again, I, I just felt like I, I had to have this to the collection. Hopefully one day I'll, I'll track down the other one. I know there's no recent sales or any sealed um, for sale right now. I believe there's one raw still sealed on eBay. I think he the guy was asking for like 500. So I'm not sure if it's still there. But last time I checked, it was still there. But this is what we got. Batman Gotham City Racer. I like that game. That's like a, that's a one of the few Batman games I owned as a child. Yeah, it, it's just it 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 it, it kind of sucked to be honest. But again, like I just got, had to get it for the animates here just to be that you know the completest that I am. Uh, Sometimes nostalgia wins. It, 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 exactly. I mean, Christ, this game came out in oh one. You know, yeah. shit, I was in seventh grade. Right. So I mean, like it's been around for a while, and just and just to see this case, but like just be to see a PS one game just with a nine eight grade to me, it, it, it's it's amazing because I don't, I wouldn't expect it to just even between that and an N sixty four box. Hell, I'm seeing anything in nines is is it, baffling to me. The year I started skateboarding, by the way, we the year we started skateboarding. Oh one, holy oh, crap! Two thousand one, two thousand two. I graduated, so I was in seventh grade in two thousand one. <clears throat> so. While you were doing that, I was going through my photos real quick because I knew I had the actual amount of pictures I took in that game somewhere. So I cataloged 680 pictures. You I took about took 900. 4,667. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Like that, that was more the number. Like, okay. Some outrageous number. Okay. That makes perfect sense. 14 hours, one minute, and seven seconds till credits. My total photo deck scores 1.518 million. That's how many. Wow. That's how many points I have across my six hundred something cataloged photos. But you, you done good, my friend. You done good. Six hundred and sixty-seven. One of those is of Mew. Thank you very much. Well, actually, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was it, everybody. That was episode two hundred and thirty-six. Nice, tidy, ninety-minute episode. Gotta love that. Uh, now it's time for me to go edit this shit till till midnight, and then then go to sleep till three. Wake up to watch Mighty Ducks and Big Shot. <laughs> Can't wait, though, for Mighty Ducks. Perfect. Yeah, me either. It's the best part of my Friday morning. So, everybody, thank you so much for hanging around. We will see you next week for episode 237. We are. We podcast. We know things. Good night. Hey.